L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... We should say each other's names instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh, my God. You guys really are doing it, aren't you? All right, I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What, you're still doing the fel- false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right this now. This is like a fourth yeah. grade elementary school joke. Hey, everybody. I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy. And I'm... Oh, wait a minute. You guys are throwing me off with the name thing. Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike. And this is the Groove Live Podcast. We're talking all things groove. Music. Food. Friends. Beer, even. All of it. Whatever brings groove into your life. How about like a tattoo artist? Would that be kind of groovy? I I would file that under groove. Construction projects. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. (laughs) Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which means that we have a lot of cool resources to pull from of cool people that have cool stories. Every day, you get out of bed. What makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects. (laughs) And you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. Hey guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see you guys on the Groove Life Podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb. L-A-S. Well, hey there, traveler. Rest your weary, weary feet and uh, take off those shoes, sit on the couch, and join me for a tale. Uh, I'll invite my friend along, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hey! I just took my shoes off. <laughs> oh, That's I what that why the studio is. smells yeah. so bad. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Well, my feet were weary and I was traveling. So I was just like, you know, with an invitation like that, my shoes are coming off. Uh, and we have another traveler with us. We do. And his shoes are still on. Um, are they? I, I can't know. actually see underneath the table. God, I sorry, I, I tripped on my way in here. There were like these weird shoes in the doorway. I don't know. Are these, are these yours, Tim? Uh, I don't know. Who are you? Podcasting is, is, is an audio medium. I can't see you. Why are there so many shoes in here? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Who put us in the shoe closet? <laughs> um, hey. Hey, you. Who are you? Who are Hi. you? Hi, I'm Rob. How are you, Logan? How I'm- are you, Tim? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just got this cool job at Foot Locker, apparently, and we're recording there. That's actually the name of the podcast now. Foot Locker. Foot Locker. Yeah. Uh, not copyrighted. <laughs> Definitely not. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hey, you are listening to From One Dad to Another. Dear listener, now I'm talking to you. 
Oh, me. Not me. Not, I'm pointing at you. You're pointing at me, but you're you're talking to the dear traveler at I'm home. talking to the travelers at home who are sitting on their couches waiting for us to actually talk about parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Logan. You heard from Tim. We have our guest, Rob, in the studio. And this is From One Dad to Another, the weekly podcast on the LAS Podcast Network, where we talk about parenting and, and growing as parents, and also, I guess, a lot about feet. Yeah. Well, this week. <laughs> We talked, uh, Alex is also here. Alex, are you on mic? I am. Alex Schulte, our producer. Hey, what's also up? has feet. Also has feet. Last I, ch- oh my, oh no, no, they're still there. <laughs> we also, scary. this is not the first show this week that we've talked about feet on. Is it? So Don't what's, I? so I, we, we'll have to dig into that. What's driving that? Who has the fetish? <laughs> is this like the Quentin Tarantino podcast? I thought this was like about dads and stuff. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. This is a dads weird start to the show. Oh, that's right. Okay, so yes, and earlier we did suck on some toes. Ah. And that's the teaser I'm going to leave you with. And I missed it? For historically inaccurate. <laughs> Next <laughs> not week's gonna, episode. Not going to tell you anything else. It's weird. Right. It sounds like someone lost a bet, maybe. The punishment. A game. Yep. The punishment. Something yeah. like that. The punishment is yeah. sucking on toes. And for the record, they were tasty toes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, check out historically. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Just, uh, oh, it's good. I I feel bad for anybody that doesn't go and watch. Listen to that now because. They're just going to think we're weird. We're not which, weird. Which is fine. But de- definitely check out Historically Inaccurate. It's a very yep. fun show. Um, speaking of the network and Historically Inaccurate and other things, um, we're recording this on Monday, uh, the was it the 18th, uh, and this episode comes out on the 20th. Mm-hmm. Today, we announced a bunch of fun new stuff for the network. So we have bonus episodes of Historically Inaccurate and what do you want to talk about coming out for LAS Plus subscribers? So if LAS you are a subscriber, Plus. hell yeah, just $10 a month gets you access to bonus episodes, a ton of extra stuff. We also announced uh, LAS Live events for November. That's exciting. So you can come see us live. Historically Inaccurate is going to be at Thu Brewing. And Friends with Marketing Benefits is going to be at Stillwater Coffee interviewing I love that place. Elizabeth Von Presley talking about branding. Yeah, she's 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 all about the branding. She, but she really, is a brand. She, she is, is a, a living embodiment of brand strategy. Absolutely. So uh, those are really exciting projects. Definitely check out our Facebook page, our website, and other, other outlets for all of that information. But exciting new stuff happening around the network. So cool. thank you for supporting LAS and uh, this podcast and being a part of the adventure. And speaking of adventures, um, this show came about because I just had a baby. And uh, Tim, you are my best friend and have multiple children. Yes. So we've been talking about the uh, duality of our experiences. Yes, because I am significantly older than you. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Well, no, I, but I'm I'm using that as kind of a springboard to talk about our guest, the one with feet. Because uh, he's so much older than us? Uh, no, but he's very close in age to me. We're, what, five months, I think? I think. Like three, three yeah. months apart. So, so we're very close in age. I'm the older, the elder. Um, but there's no way I'm going on that journey again. So you guys <laughs> have this shared like new baby journey happening, and I'm just watching from a distance, eating popcorn, and going on vacations without children. So yeah. for a long time, I've actually given Tim a hard time because of the fact that we are only three months apart in age. And Tim's second oldest daughter uh, 
gave him a grandchild like a, what a year ago now yeah well it's it's almost two years and yeah. i was like if if you're old enough to be a grandfather that means <laughs> i'm old enough to be a grandfather and yeah thanks a lot tim yeah. i don't well, want to know it's that your fault it's i don't want to know that about myself so yeah um i'm especially enjoying this because you are one of those people that i thought it'll it'll probably never happen rob's not gonna want to have kids and then you know, here you are, going to yeah. be a dad. So let's let's zoom out just a little bit and then dive back into that point. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, we've spoiled it, but you're having a baby. Mm-hmm. And also, who are you? Do you mind? <laughs> just, I guess we never said that. It's Not Rob really. with feet. Uh, Rob with feet. Rob Merritt, um, who are you? Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, who you see yourself as in the community? Because you're a major uh, community player, I feel. I mean, I've I've lived in Iowa for most of my life. I have been, uh, I've worn many hats in this town over the decades. I have been a newspaper editor for the Gazette. I have been an actor with theater Cedar Rapids and a lot of other theaters around the area. I've been a playwright and screenwriter. I've kind of kind of bounced around doing a lot of different things. Um, but this has always been my home. And uh, right now I work for Nuboco as the director of communications. And uh, by night, I'm like right now I'm doing a show at Theater Cedar Rapids. And uh, shout out TCR where we are today. Where yep. we are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's because I'm in a show here that I actually didn't have to wait for you guys to let me into the studio. I was like, oh, hey, I have a key. That's right. <laughs> How convenient. Um, yes, we love TCR, by the way. We're here at the LAS studio on the fourth floor in the Dave Schmoke Creative Suite. So thank you to our partner TCR for having us here. Um, yeah, you're you're very involved in the community. And you're also somebody who's very busy. And then um, I think, Tim, like you were alluding to, you announced that you're having a baby with uh, Megan, your wife. And I, I don't know, I guess I... Not and, just with Megan. <laughs> I <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but I, I think, Tim, you're right. I also kind of made the natural assumption. We never really talked about it with you, Rob, but just kind of assumed eh, that maybe that's not really what Rob's life is going to be. I'm not yeah. going to be part of that. Can you maybe talk us through what this experience has been like for you and, and deciding to take those steps and what that looked like? Yeah, well, the truth is that I... I didn't. I didn't feel any urge to be a dad for for quite a long time. And in fact, people would ask me about it. Uh, you know, are you ever gonna? You know, and I was like, you know, back when I was twenty five, I was like, well, you know, I don't feel it. But maybe by the time I turn thirty, maybe I will. And then I got to be thirty, and and then I got to be thirty five, and I was like, I don't think this is happening. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just I never felt. It's not that I was ever opposed. You know, it's, it's not like I, I hated kids or it was like, no, never, never. It was more that I just felt zero urge yeah. to be a dad. Uh, and I didn't want to do it just because, well, that's what you do. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm in my 30s. I, I got to have kids now. I was like, that's not a reason to have kids. Have mm-hmm. kids because you want to have kids. I looked around at the friends of mine who actually did have children who really enjoyed that role mm-hmm. uh I, you know i have friends like 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 tim uh like joe link you know people who are genuinely awesome dads mm-hmm. and i thought you know if i were ever going to be a dad that's what i would want to do i would want to make sure that i really put all of my time and all my energy into it and was there for my kid. I wouldn't want to be an absentee dad. I don't want to be, you know, you hear all these horror stories from kids about how their dads were never there for them and all that. And I I didn't ever want to be that. And 
at the same time, there were so many things that I wanted to do mm-hmm. as an actor, as a writer. And I just genuinely thought, you know what? I don't want, I'm not in a place in my life where I want to put those things aside. And I feel like in order to be a good dad, I would have to make my kid my focus, you know, mm-hmm. not my mm-hmm. career or things like that. And I was like, and I'm not prepared to do that. So I'm fine with not being a dad. I don't need to. Um, and the truth of the matter is that uh, that was, you know, still the case when Megan and I got married. And in fact, one of our early, you know, she she asked how I felt about whether or not I ever wanted to be a parent someday. And I was like, it's the same thing that I'm telling you now. I said, it's not that I'm opposed to it. I just don't feel any overwhelming desire to do it. You are, you're not driven right. to do I'm it. I'm like, I could live my whole life and not ever be a dad and that'd be fine. Um, but... Uh, so Megan and I, we were, we'd been married for a few years and Megan wound up, you know, she, she wanted to have a conversation about it. And she said, you know, you were very clear about this when we first got together. And I totally respect that. And if you still don't want to be a dad, uh, you know, I am totally fine with that. Um, but, but Megan was interested in, she did want to be a mom. And, uh, you know, she didn't want to force me into it or anything, but she was like, if we're going to do this, you know, because, um, you know, neither of us are in our twenties anymore. And she was like, if we are going to do this, we should do it soon. And, uh, and I, I thought about it for a long time and, and I thought, you know, this is something that, you know, I, I, we, we, we talked about it for a bit and the more that we talked about it, the more I was like, I, I, I don't have objections to this <laughs> and I'm, I'm certainly, you know, and, and I'm certainly willing to learn more about it. And, and at some point we did make the decision that we were like, yeah, we want to, we want to do this. And so, uh, and that was probably, I want to say that that was about two years ago that we made that oh. decision. And, um, so that's really quick. That's really interesting to me. So we have a, a great group of friends amongst us. Um, mm-hmm. You're one of our, our best friends for sure. And we also had other friends, Megan and Nathan Nelson, come on the show mm-hmm. to share their perspective of just not wanting to be parents. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not that, something that they want for their lives. Yeah, sure. and that same idea of not like it wasn't anything to do with disliking kids or the idea of parenting. It was just they had made that decision consciously that it wasn't what they wanted the direction that they wanted to take their life and their marriage. And so your perspective seems to be different in that it's not something that you had decided isn't going to be part of your life. It just wasn't really the right time. You had other things, other priorities. Other yeah. Things I mean, if you had talked to me when I was in my thirties, I, I probably would have told you so young. I, 30s. I, I would have, I would have said, <laughs> I'm never going to be a dad because at that point I was like, I'm not feeling any urge to, I, I don't see this happening. Um, not because I was, you know, just adamantly opposed to it, but just because realistically I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And I was totally fine with it. Um, I think that, uh, I think that things have kind of, you know, one of the things that changed was, so like I said about, you know, a couple of years ago we made the decision and, and at the time I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, and, um, and we lost our first, um, like, like, like Megan did get pregnant and then we, we lost that one. And I remember just like really being affected by that, mm-hmm. um, and really feeling like a sense of, of major loss. And, um, and then we, we lost a second one and, and it was, and it was pretty difficult and pretty heartbreaking to go through that. And, 
and the thing is that if I, I realized in that moment, I was like, you know, if I didn't want to be a dad, I'd be feeling relief right now. Mm. You know, I'd be like, oh, okay. And that's not what I feel at all. I feel, um, I feel a profound sense of loss. I, I really want, I realized how much I'd wanted this to happen. And, and, um, and it was, it was pretty devastating for both of us. And at the same time, it was sort of weird that, uh, you know, people joke about pandemic babies and all that, but, but the Mm -hmm. fact is (laughs) that, um, that actually a lot of our friends, um, including you, including, uh, I mean, I, I can name off like a half dozen people in my friend circle who have all started having children within the last couple of years and, you know, kind of going through that process with them and, you know, while we were, were having this happen with us and, and we didn't tell anybody, um, like I, Logan, I don't even think I've told you that this happened. Um, because partially because we did see our friends, um, having children at the same time. And the last thing that we wanted to do was bring any, you know, make anything. We didn't want to make anything about us. We didn't want to take away any of the joy that our friends were feeling. Um, but it was hard for us. And so, and then when this, when this one, uh, when this one came along, uh, you know, I, I, I had mentioned it to Tim Mm -hmm. on Ragbri. Yep. Um, otherwise we told nobody because we didn't want to jinx it. You know, I mean, we really, really wanted this to happen and we waited until we got through all of the tests and everything and get through the first trimester. And once it looked like, you know what, everything's okay. This is going to happen. At that point we were like, okay, we can, we can finally tell people. And so we're still kind of like, you know, nervous Mm -hmm. because, because this is farther than we've ever gotten. Right. Um, but, uh, given yourself permission to start to kind of celebrate the idea of it and share that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and it's, and, and it's become something that's really fun to, to talk about, <laughs> to talk, you know, um, before we knew that it was going to be a boy, um, I was talking about, uh, you know, all the stuff that I would do as a dad. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to introduce this kid to, uh, to IndyCar racing and, uh, you know, we're going to do this thing and this thing. And Megan was like, okay, well, what if it's a girl? And I was like, none of that strategy changes. <laughs> We're going to do all of that also. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really, the more that I thought about it, it, it's really funny because, because of the fact that I never considered myself to be potential dad material for the longest time. Once I finally opened the door to that possibility, I started realizing, you know, I got a lot of cool stuff I can pass on to this yeah. kid. I realized that because I've waited so long, um, I've lived a lot of life. And I feel like no matter what interest my future kid is going to have, that uh, I feel like I'm in a good position to support them on that. Mm. Um, if my kid wants to play sports, dude, I, I'm a huge football fan, IndyCar Formula One. I used to play basketball. Done. Kid wants to be an actor. Uh, you, no you've problem. Done a little I, bit I got of a little that. experience there. Yeah. Wants to be a writer. Wants to be a painter. Wants to draw. Um, wants to become a fashion designer. You've uh, been a fashion designer. I don't, but I have a lot of friends who are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm learning so much about well, you right it's, now. It's more like either I've done it or I know people who have, and I can connect my kid and be yeah. like, here, talk to these people. Do this. Um, I think that for me personally, as a parent, I want two things for my my future son um i want him to i want him to be a good person you know i want to i want to teach i want to i want to teach and encourage empathy as much as possible 
and I want him to care about something. I am never <laughs> going to tell him, you know what, you have to you have to do theater or you have to do music or you have to play football. I'll be like I'll be like, dude, do whatever you want, but care about something. Whatever it is you want to care about, care about that thing. The the thing that would be awful is if is if, you know, he was one of those kids that just sits there staring at a phone or a TV all day and is like uh, I don't really care. I don't really want to do anything. I just want, I'll be like, dude, come on. <laughs> like have some passion. Find something that you are passionate about. Whatever it is, choose it, pick it and follow it. Um, that's, that's going to be the thing. You know, that was something that my parents did for me when I was, uh, when I was growing up, I, they, they were like, you know, when I went to school, they were like, you have to do something. Um, like I did choir when I was in high school. I didn't really want to, but my parents were like, you have to do something. And if you find something else that interests you, you can quit choir. But until you start doing that other thing, <laughs> you're in choir. And so, and then I discovered track and cross country, and then I discovered theater. And then my parents didn't have to tell me to do stuff because uh, there were way more things out there than I had. And they were to like, do. "You yeah. need to get rid of some of those things." Yes, yes. Like you have to do away with the fashion design. But but I've just I've never forgotten that. that. I mean, I, I've I hear people say things online like, "Oh, you know, I." I just, I, I, I don't really care about anything or I don't really, I don't really, I'm not really into anything. And I'm like, how is that possible? How do you not have any interests or hobbies at all? And I just really, really want to be the kind of dad that encourages, uh, encourages my kid to, you know, find things that you care about and pursue them and be passionate about them. And I just, I think that that's really, really important. So, so yeah, that's some of the stuff I'm looking forward to. You are very much somebody just to tack onto that, that I see as a, as a yes person. Like for you, uh, it just seems like you say yes to so many opportunities and whatever you can get your hands in, you're always making and doing and creating and, and getting involved and engaging. And, uh, and I think that's incredible about you. Um, because you're, it's sometimes throughout a year, it just feels like you're everywhere, right? And, that's true. And that's great. That's a great thing. Like Rob will pop up and I realize I haven't seen him in three months, but he's been so busy. And then I realize I have, I've heard him. He's had his fingerprints all over all of these other projects that I have seen or experienced, but right. I maybe we've been too busy to actually talk in person. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, I am fully aware that once I become a dad, that uh, I'll have to dial back on a lot of that stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was realizing, I'm do, like I said, I'm doing a show at Theater Cedar Rapids right now, and I strongly suspect this is probably the last theater show I'm going to do for a long time, mm -hmm. you know, years maybe. Um, and the thing is, 10 years ago, I would have been devastated by that. I would have been like, no, I, I still want to do it. And now I'm at a place in my life where I'm like, no, that's okay. That's okay. I've been doing theater <laughs> that's, for 30 that's cool. years. That feels comfortable. I, yeah, I'm right. like, I mean, I, I seriously am like, I've gotten to do so many cool things and I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm okay with taking my foot off the gas on that stuff and turning my attention to, you know, helping this very small person find their way <laughs> in the world instead. You know, and I, I constantly hear people say things like, well, you know, you can't wait until you're ready to have kids because you never know when you're, you know, you're, you're never going to be ready. And I'm like, I am sure that's true. I'm sure that the first time that I am changing a diaper at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning on two hours of sleep over the last three days, I will probably be like, nothing could have prepared me for this. <laughs> I have no doubt that that's going to happen. But what I mean is I think that you do need to be at a point in where your life, where you are ready to create that space for another 
very small person. And I don't think that I was ready to do that a decade ago. Mm. And I am now. And so I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I don't, I don't feel weird about that I'm in my forties and about to have my first kid. I don't feel weird about that. Other than the fact that sometimes I look over at Tim and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm that kid that's way behind on the class assignment. Like Tim's already it's on fine. to the second chapter. It's and I'm fine. like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm catching you now. You can, I'm you coming. Can copy off I'm working my paper. on it. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, I don't guarantee that all the answers are correct, <laughs> but you can definitely copy. I'm like, I'll catch if my, if my kid is like a 14 year old after school special, I'm going to catch up to you on the grandparent <laughs> thing. Uh, but no, seriously, I, uh, I, 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 that it's like in the, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm older than the typical first time dad, but, uh, but not, not ridiculously. So mm. not to the point that I don't think I can do it. I, I can still, you know, I'm still young enough that I can, you know, go out to the backyard and, you know, reenact field of dreams if we want to. Uh, <laughs> I'm still young enough that I can, you know, carry a kid around on, you know, on my shoulders and, uh, you know, run around with him and keep up. I mean, Tim and I did ragbri this week. This week, what am I saying? Yeah, Tim and ca- I, and he carried me around on his shoulders. Uh, you know, Tim and I did ragbri. I did think the, that was weird. Yeah, we, it was. It, I enjoyed it. I <laughs> but, loved it. But I mean, it's like it's like okay, you know, I I can I can ride a bike for you know four hundred miles. Yep. I I could probably you know don't I could, sell I yourself probably, short. It was like four hundred and sixty five. <laughs> I think. Um, you know, I I I don't have to worry. I don't feel like I'm going to walk into the you know, like the school meeting with my kid and everybody's gonna be like, oh, you brought your grandpa. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I could be wrong, but I it don't might think happen. it's going to happen. It'll be me, though. I'll be, <laughs> yeah, you'll be they'll be like, wrong. why are you in the school? For just, I guess, to be a jerk, you do look older than Rob. That's okay. Yeah, you do. Well, he is older. three months older. I mean, that's those right, three that's months right. make a difference. It also, <laughs> it also works to his benefit that he's often clean shaven. Um, sure. And so I do carry a lot of gray in my face and I rarely shave. So that doesn't do me any favors. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go with that. It's all about the gray hair. That's I it. I like it. There's no other explanation. That's probably it. Um, speaking of doing some favors, I'd love for you, dear listener, to do us a favor and listen to a couple of messages from some sponsors. And when we come back, we have more things to talk about. Rob, you've given us some great insight already, and I want to dive into it just a little bit more. Um, so stick around. We'll chat with Rob more when we're back in just a moment. From One Dad to Another is brought to you by... Hi! Greetings. Hello. Uh- Hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this new live play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, Myths of Myria. This podcast is for those looking to rediscover the joy of adventure, and helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing... Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing... Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing... If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. And just remember, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons & Dragons to fall in love with this podcast. And little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell. And now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria. So, welcome. 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 To Myria. 
Hello, friends. Naomi here. Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! <laughs> I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L-A-S. Welcome on back there, Traveler. How you doing? Did you get some of that soup from the kitchen? Steve's been working all day on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a weird mood. It's a I've Monday. Never, I've never met Steve. Um, Steve the cook. Steve the cook. Yeah. Cookie, as we call him. <laughs> we call that's, how, that's what I know him as. I didn't know his real name uh, was Steve. Yeah, his name's Steve. Um, oh. Yeah, he's from West Virginia, but... Uh, you know, you wouldn't but know. So much detail. Know. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. You, you, you must have been hanging out a lot with Steve. Steve and I go way, way back. back. I used to carry him on my shoulders when we would ride rag ride together. Um, speaking of which, welcome on back to From One Dad to Another. Uh, Tim is here with me. I'm I Logan. Am. And uh, I just ran right over you. Sorry. You did. It's fine. But it's good that people know that I'm here. Hey, Tim. Hi. 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 Hi, Logan. And we also have our good friend Rob Merritt in the studio talking about um, being a future dad. And Ragbri. Both of those things. And yes. also Ragbri. Yep. Um, Are you going to ride Ragbri with your baby? I actually, it's it's funny that, you know, it's funny that you ask about that. I had had so many people asking me if I'm going to do Ragbri again. And... You know, this was back when we weren't, you know, we weren't ready to right. tell people yet. So I was like, I'm not really sure. Because in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be on Ragbri next year. Because we will have a, uh, we'll have a, we'll have a three month old at that point. And I feel like if I turned to Megan and said, well, I'm leaving for a week, have fun with the kid. I feel like that wouldn't go over well. I agree. So, which means you have to take the baby with you. So you get one of those like baby carriers <laughs> that you, instead of having a, a, a GoPro strapped to your chest, you just have the baby and then, you know, just put some goggles on it So it'll be fine. Again, Alex, our producer is here. Hey, Alex. Yo. Alex won't ride his bike to work. Yeah. Because he has an Apple computer that he's worried about mm, yeah. crashing and breaking. Well, you should just put it a carrier well, on your chest. Alex, well, there, Alex, there's a solution to that. And put some goggles. I, you're you going to say insurance. No, no, no. That's not the solution. The solution is you don't crash into things. Okay, but but it's inevitable. It happens at least like once a year. It doesn't. When I've had one one bad bike crash in 15 years. Um, but do you commute every day? I don't. If I started commuting every day, like I used to, there was about one crash a year. But that was, you know, riding in the Just get one of those, like, super padded computer cases. So, oh, also, so super I, padded I, ones. I find it interesting yeah. that, you know, Duh. talking about yeah. crashing. Don't wrap it in saran wrap. Use <laughs> bubble wrap. You're right. You're, you're talking about crashing a bike once a year, and you're worried about the laptop. I'm like, what about you, Alex? If you, <laughs> if you crash your bike once a year, I'm more worried about you. Uh, so, okay, I don't think I, I ride my bike as aggressively as I did when I was a 24-year-old. Sure. Um, but 
I don't know. It's an expensive laptop. It's an expensive MacBook and 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 an iPad. It's an expensive skull, Alex. (laughs) That's why I wear a helmet. And guess what I care about more? Me or my Mac? For your computer. That's brilliant. (laughs) That's adorable. So now, full of terrible ideas. Imagine strapping a baby (laughs) to you and riding for four hundred and sixty some miles, and have the baby hold the laptop with the laptop. Right, correct. The little baby helmet. Can you get? Geek Squad black tie protection on a baby. Yes. Um, if then, then go for it. I think maybe. that you could. You if they could. can replace the parts, fine. <laughs> but I don't. But the only catch is that your baby has to wear like the glasses and the black tie. That's right. <laughs> a la Chuck. That's so cute. That's awesome. Um, I don't know where we were. <laughs> I don't. Know. I had a really good. I had a really good transition, but I think I lost it. Yeah. Um, so we're talking with Rob about um, being a future parent. Um, you've shared some great insight with us already about um, passion and growing up with um, the need to do something and be active and how active you are in your life. We've talked a lot about age as well, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. It's just a unique perspective for you compared to what uh, I think we bring to the table. Currently. Well, and I want to clarify something, too, because I realized after I was talking about it, you know, I almost made it sound like, you know, Megan dragged me kicking and screaming into being a dad. And that's really not how it went. It didn't sound like. Yeah. It's more like we talked about it. And the more we talked about it, the more I was like, you know, why not? This would actually, this actually sounds like kind of a cool idea. I I think also, um, you know, I was, I was affected at the time by the fact that my own dad was going through a lot of health problems at the time. Um, You know, I, I, we, we lost my dad in, February of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually one of the weird things was that, uh, was that the first time that Megan got pregnant, it was actually before my dad was gone. And so actually one of the last things that I told my dad, uh, only a few days before he was gone was that we had a baby on the way, which he was really excited about. Wow. And so, which also added to the heartbreak when we lost that baby. And so since then it's like, it's like, okay, well dad, I wasn't lying. You know, <laughs> it's, it's taken a, a little longer than we thought, but right. your, your grandkid is in fact on the way. So, you know, but I, you know, in talking to my dad, um, one of the projects that I did with my dad, um, because my dad knew, you know, it wasn't like a surprise. You know, he knew right. his time was coming. And you want to, in fact, one of the comments that he made after the doctor told him was, well, shoot, I'm not going to have time to write my memoirs now. And I told my dad, well, you know, why don't you tell them to me and I'll write them for you? And so in what was actually a really cool thing, I got to spend the last like few weeks of my dad's life sitting with him with a recorder uh, just going through, you know, kind of we started from the beginning from his like childhood in uh, in Florida and then, you know, up through him going to college and then working for NASA and then how he met my mom and then his like early year, like them being rally drivers together <laughs> and then them having my sister and me, you know, basically and in the course of doing all this, um, you know, I heard a lot of stories from my dad that I'd never heard before. And, and, uh, my dad kind of got to revisit kind of all the greatest hits of his life. <laughs> and it was in the course of, of hearing all this, you know, it made me kind of see the journey that my dad went on going from this kind of, you know, crazy carefree bouncing from computer programmer job to computer programmer job. And then like rally driving and just, you know, and my dad at the time, never even believing he would live to be 40, and 
and the transition he went from that guy to meeting my mom and then them being race car drivers for a while and then my dad getting to the point that he was ready to be a dad Um, because he was very much in a place that I had been. Mm -hmm. And I kind of saw some parallels there. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my dad kind of did it that way. He he didn't become a dad till he was ready to and until he had kind of done a lot of stuff he wanted to do. And, and I thought about how amazing of a dad my dad was. He was, he was incredible. And I thought, you know, maybe I have the potential to be the kind of dad that my dad was. Um, I'd never really thought of myself that way before, but hearing my dad's story, hearing him talk about how he went from where he was to the point where he was ready to be a dad, um, was very eye-opening for me and kind of paved the way for me to realize because, because Megan and I were having those conversations at the same time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this actually makes a lot of sense to me now in ways that it wouldn't have 10 years ago or even five years ago. I was like, this, this makes sense to me now. I understand it. And I'm actually pretty enthusiastic about it. So, you know, my, my dad was a fantastic, fantastic example for me. And it is my hope that, uh, that I'll be half the dad he was. And if I can manage that, then I'll feel like I'm really, that's the best way I could honor my dad is to, to follow in his footsteps and and try to be as good of a father as he was to me. That's a, that's really amazing. And the, the story about the, the, uh, the memoirs, um, that's really, that's really, really neat because that's, I mean, that's a really amazing gift in a really cool way for your, for your children to get to know him and uh, to, to provide that link that, you know, isn't necessarily happening, you know, in, in, in a traditional sense, but a way for you to share who your dad was mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a super detailed and, uh, and beautiful way. I've really thought awesome. about that a lot that, that, yeah, my, my son is never going to be able to meet my dad, but I do have all these recordings of my dad he can hear. And I've got, you know, tons of photos, tons of footage. And yeah, I can put together using all of that stuff. I can, I can put together the book that my dad always wanted to write. (laughs) And then, you know, my, my son, whenever he's ready to, um, cause I doubt he'll want to read it when he's four. Right. You know, whenever he gets to a point where he's like, I really wish I knew who my grandfather was. I'll be like, here you go. (laughs) Here's, here's your grandpa's story in his own words. And I, I, I'm really, really happy that we have that. Yeah. How amazing is that? Tim, do you remember telling your dad that you were having a child? <laughs> I do. Uh, it was, uh, um, so Stephanie and I, so, uh, my kid's mom, uh, we were young at the time. So, I mean, I, I guess young is relative, but you know, we'd been married for a little bit. We'd been together for a while I think I was 22 years old. Um, and so kind of like putting that in a little bit of context, my dad at the time was, let's see, that would have put him about my age now. So, um, certainly not old, you know, like pining to be a grandparent or anything like that. And I wasn't nervous. And you also are a grandparent. And I am. Yes. Yes. And I, I am a grandfather. Um, and, but it was interesting because we, I remember we sat my parents down 
and it was kind of like, okay, we don't really know how this is going to unfold. And we told them and they, and both my parents immediately like started like laughing, cheering, jumped up off the couch saying how they were like, we've been wanting to be grandparents for so long. Oh, wow. And they were so excited. And, um, and so, you know, I, you know, I also had the benefit of having a really fantastic dad, you know, to, to serve as a model for how I wanted to, uh, to parent. Um, and, you know, and, and my kids are very lucky that they've, they've grown up, you know, with him, uh, around, but yeah, it was, uh, it was the, that process of, of sort of kind of sharing that news. It was, it went from this sort of like nervous kind of trepidation maybe to like this just immediate instant celebration. Uh, so I'll always, I'll always remember kind of how funny that was. Cause it was totally unexpected. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so interesting. And uh, Rob, I'm so grateful to you for sharing these stories that you're sharing with us. Cause they're really lovely and they show, um, to me, somebody who's been your friend for years now, um, a, a, a kind of different piece of you. Mm-hmm. I remember having, a really awesome lunch with you um, around that time before your dad passed away and you told me about this project that you were working on with him. Um, and I remember feeling really close to you at that time because I, I kind of got to, to hear a bit about what's going on with your life and and some things that were important to you. And, um, and now to hear that there was this other layer going on on top of that, um, it's just really interesting. I, I really love hearing more about about you and these different um, parts of you and these things that, that you think about and care about. And it's just very interesting to see. Well, it's funny. I think that uh, one thing that I took away from that experience with my dad and hearing a lot of these stories was that a lot of times as a kid, you don't realize how many sacrifices your parents make for you. Because yeah. at the time, you don't know. You yeah. have no idea. Um and there were always like interesting little things that would that I would learn as I would get older. Um, you know, I I didn't know, for example, that my dad was uh, very anti-religion. Um, he, was, he was just really he was he was very much he was an atheist. He didn't like you. Know, but my mom was brought up Catholic, and one of the things my dad had to agree to in order to marry my mom was that he had to agree that he would allow his kids to be raised in the Catholic faith. Like, he mm. didn't have to do it himself, but he had to agree that that could happen. And and he did. And growing up, uh, we'd go to church every Sunday, and my dad would not go. And, um, and I was always told as a kid that it was because, well, my dad was a Lutheran, which— Technically was true. He was he was brought up as a Lutheran, so it was technically true. He was like, well, your dad's a Lutheran, so he doesn't go to Catholics, you know, to Catholic Church, and so that's why dad's not going with us. And that explanation was all I needed as a little kid. Okay, um, my dad never never tried to influence how hmm. uh, I felt religiously. Never. I did not find out that my dad was actually an atheist until I think I was in like high school that I finally learned that. Um, he, you know, he, he let me find my own path, didn't interfere. Um, I remember when I was in college, I went, uh, I went to see like my, my parents and I would, we'd try to go to like movies when I would come home from college, you know, and we went to see the people versus Larry Flint. Mm. <laughs> I saw and, that in the theater. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's a, for people who haven't seen it, it, it's a, it's a fascinating movie about the guy who 
uh, founded Penthouse Magazine, and then all of the battles Bob, he Bob went through. Guccione, is that right? Yeah. Is that uh, no, Larry, no, Flint, no, Larry, Larry Flint. Flint. <laughs> it's, it's in the title. Why, that's right. probably it's why it's the called title. The People versus Larry God. Flint. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so, yeah, and and I remember we went to that movie, and afterwards we came out of the movie, and my dad says, "Huh, it's weird. I could have been a character in that movie." And I was like, "What are you, what are you talking about?" He said, "Well, I was offered a job um, to be an editor uh, for Penthouse Magazine, like in those very early days." The, the era that that movie was depicting. And he said that the reason he didn't take the job, even though it would have been fantastic money, and because uh, like, he said he didn't take it because uh, my sister and I were extremely young at the time, and he didn't want to have to explain to his kids what he was doing for a living. Interesting. And so he didn't take it. The secret lives of parents. I never knew any yeah. of that. You know, I never knew... Uh, you know, and it's and so as as I was getting you know as I was going through this interview with my dad and hearing him kind of retell events that I remembered from my perspective as a little kid, but now finally hearing them from the other side, and I was like, "Wow, my dad was awesome." Yeah, <laughs> my dad was so cool. I didn't know that he made these sacrifices for me or that these things were going on. Um, it was just it, it was really eye opening for me. And, um, and yet at the same time, my dad was really happy. My dad was driving, you know, he was, he was still racing cars up until I think 28, 2017, 2018 was like the last time he took a car to the track. And he was, uh, you know, he started his own book business. He was doing all kinds of stuff, um, which, you know, goes to show that when you become a parent, it's not like your life ends. You know, you're you're still gonna do lots of cool. Well, I mean, look at you, Logan. You're you're like, you know, you're doing <laughs> LAS podcasting, just with, running with the a, world. You know, here. with a with with a, a baby at home. Um, it's just that you have to shift your priorities, and you have to figure out how do I continue to do things that are uh, professionally or creative, creatively fulfilling, but at the same time making sure that my child is a huge priority in my life. And my dad was able to do that. You're able to do that. And I, I strongly believe that I will be able to do that in a way that I couldn't have a few decades ago. Well, we had a great conversation with a guest, um, I guess, a couple weeks ago now, Jeremy Jacobs, yep. um, one of the co-hosts mm-hmm. of the Groove Life podcast here on the LAS Podcast Network, uh, who also is a new father. Brand new. And You guys are very close together, a few weeks apart, right? Yep. I think. Yep. Uh, and Marlo uh, and Milo. Like, correct. Yeah. Eerily similar. Yep. Um, and we talked a lot about um, the reprioritization of your life and and the structure of your life and how you fit things into the day. Because when you become a new parent, everything takes three times as long to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually I had to say no to a, a pretty big opportunity this week, even. Um, Something that was actually really hard for me to do, and Marnie and I talked quite a bit about it, but we had to make the decision together. We, I wanted to be home more, and you're right. I'm working a lot here on this podcast network, and I'm also a full-time realtor with Cold Old Banker Hedges. Call me. And uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to do, but I want to be home with this little bean that I just got to steal an hour with before I came here and who was smiling and adorable and, um, and so important. So totally, uh, I, I, I couldn't agree with more with your sentiment. Yes, it's doable. 
Um, but that prioritization just uh, kind of naturally occurs. And probably for you, just like it did for me, will occur because you want to be involved. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, that's the other thing. It's not like, I think that if if I had become a parent 15 years ago, I still would have tried to do this, but I would have resented it. I would have mm. really resented giving up on all these like dreams and things and putting them aside for the sake of being a parent. Um, I, I probably would have outwardly not even known how much I resented it. I probably mm. would have been like, no, no, this is, this is great. I, but, um, I don't know sometimes, and I, I could be, I could be totally wrong. It could be something completely different driving it. But, um, sometimes you look at people who did have, who did have kids really, really early and they get to a point where like they're, they're, you know, their kids are not grown up yet. And you hear about these, these guys who just suddenly kind of like abandon their families mm-hmm. or, or go do some like, and it's like, is this because you became a dad too soon and you like had to give up on all this stuff and now suddenly you're mad about it and you're like, you're, you're trying to get back out there and do all those things that you felt like you missed out on because you became a dad. And I don't know, maybe it's something completely different. But I, I've I've wondered about that sometimes when I see people do that, and I'm like, how could you? How could you? Why why would you leave your? Well, I guess if you really felt trapped and unhappy, you know, if you if you didn't feel like this was what you really wanted, um, I'm happy to say that I am very much what this is very much what I want. You know, I I I am not going to feel the least bit trapped or limited by the fact that that uh, Megan and I are going to have a son. I'm really excited about it and it's very much one I want at this point in my life and I have no regrets at all. Very cool. I think that's lovely and I think it's a great place to uh, start wrapping up our show. Um, Can I ask a question? Oh, it sure. It's a burning please. question for me. Rob, I've known you for a really long time and I know your love of vehicles. I see, you know, there's the Fiero, and then there's the there's the Focus, and then the Mustangs, mm-hmm. and and all of this. Stuff. Are you going to get a minivan? No. How are you? Okay. How? Where are you going to put the car seat? Are you just going to make Megan drive her car, her SUV? Where are you going to put the car seat? Both the Mustang and the Focus ST have back seats, Tim. Have you tried to put a car seat in the back seat of either of those cars yet? Not yet, but only because I don't have one yet. Well, you need to get on that because you may find that you need a new vehicle. That will not happen, Tim. I think you're going to have to compromise. We'll have to revisit I actually, this later. Okay, okay all, all kidding aside, uh, there actually are guys that post to some of the Facebook forums about the Focus ST who are like, you can fit a, a carrier back there, no problem. They're like, I'm a, I'm a dad. I put my kid back there. I have people saying, are you going to get a minivan? And I'm like, no. Uh, I mean, honestly, the, the Focus ST... I like how offended you were by the question. <laughs> well, I, you know, no, it's, it's funny because I've actually, I have thought about that. If I still had my Fiero, which sadly I don't anymore, if I still had the Fiero, that might be an issue because the Fiero doesn't have a backseat. Right. But uh, but the Focus ST is basically, it's a Ford Focus. That's true. Just and with I a did, bigger, and with I a bigger motor one. in it. I did and, have uh, one. Probably the same model year. It just wasn't an RT. I, I imagine that I probably won't drive an infant child around in a Mustang GT all that much. Um, I suspect that if I'm driving <laughs> my kids somewhere, it'll be in the Focus, and or or we'll take Megan's car, which is much more practical. But uh, no, no, no minivan for me. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't blame you as a person who who previously had a minivan when the kids were small. 
I mean, it was good on long trips. Um, well, but also, also, you had three kids. That's true. I mean, true. if I that's if true. I wind up having multiple children, I might revisit this question. But for just one, it's like, no, no, dude. Yeah, you can get you can get away with with still pretending that you're cool. <laughs> I also won't get a minivan, for the record. Yeah, I know, but you you have two SUVs. I'll you do have, the SUV. You have the ability to do that. So. And I have an SUV that's almost a van. Also, you don't care that much about cars. I either. don't. Yeah, that's right. I'm you're not, not. You're not speed racer. I'm not. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. It's a new passion. Um, it really quick before we uh, end the show, um, I just want to take a second to acknowledge a conversation that we touched on in the episode about miscarriage. Rob, thank you so much for for opening up and um, being honest with us about that. Um, Marnie and I also had a miscarriage um, last year during COVID. Uh, it's a very common thing, a surprisingly common thing. Um, the statistic that you may have heard is true. Um, one in four pregnancies do end in miscarriage. Uh, it's about 25% um, is actually the correct one as opposed to one in four, but 25% of pregnancies, um, which is uh, a, an unfortunately very common thing. And uh, I am no professional. I know that we will talk about that topic again on this show, um, but I guess all I'll throw out there is that um, one of the things that I love the most about the LAS Podcast Network and the LAS Group and our group of friends is that we are a community. And uh, if you ever are going through something from a parenting perspective, be it miscarriage or something else, and you need somebody to talk to or connect with, please know that you have a community right here in us. Uh, and I think it's one of my favorite things about what we do. So um, don't ever hesitate to reach out if you just need someone to connect with. And on that note, Alex. <laughs> Bring in that sultry, sultry traveling music. <laughs> that will not be played in a minivan. Time to put my shoes back on. <laughs> so let's get all these shoes out of here. Um, and while we pick all these shoes up, let me remind you that this is From One Dad to Another, a weekly podcast that's produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. If you want to learn more about our little independent network, go to laspodcastnetwork.com. Um, and if you want to support the show, get discounts to some of those LAS live events I mentioned. Discounts. You want some cheap Thu Brew beer? Um, go to uh, LAS Plus and subscribe for just $10 a month. You'll get ad-free versions of this show, bonus episodes of some of our shows, including Historically Inaccurate and What Do You Want to Talk About This Month. Um, so definitely subscribe. It supports local in so many ways, including local creators, local businesses. It's the best. Just $10 a month. LASpodcastnetwork.com slash plus. And make sure you subscribe. The show comes out every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we sure love talking at you. We sure do. And we really, really, really loved having Rob in the studio. Yes, Rob. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. I never would have thought a few years ago that I would be talking about being a new dad. But now that I'm here, <laughs> I'm actually really, really pumped about it. Well, we would love to have you back uh, as you get closer to the date. Absolutely. And after... After your youngin is uh, here on the earth with us, uh, and see how that uh, how that's going for you, uh, we always are going to love the updates. I mean, we'll get them outside the show, but but the people who are listening, they want to hear it too. The people want to know. That's right. People want to know. And with that, I will bid you a fond farewell, dear traveler. Be on your way. <laughs> I don't know what this <laughs> bit is. I'm really committing to it. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Bye bye.
LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.